I'm Catherine Bice, your host to Bowie, a Life in Deeper Water podcast. I live on the Outer Banks of North Carolina on what many call a 200-mile sandbar along the wildly native Atlantic coast. As a nonprofit professional, I had such a heart for bringing resources to underserved youth and artists, New York City, Los Angeles, but the ocean is now my daily muse. So why buoy? To bear my witness to a seaworthy faith, one witness of God's divine persuasion in our deep blue lives, I seek faith that rocks with resilience. Buoy is rocking on a small, sun-drenched platform, spending a few minutes to warm up with the sea lines and navigate a deeper perspective on how our faith is our witness. We all have to swim to it. If you are here to buoy your life in a way only God's swell provides, or your swim brought you to this open water but you're not sure why, we are on the same journey. Hey, thanks for jumping on buoy today. Welcome to Buoy, a Life in Deeper Water podcast, episode 44. I am a witness of God's presence. The past seven days, getting real. Hello, human. A little reflection today on faith, what it is, and how it is illuminated through God's presence in our lives. At the launch of Bowie in episode one, I defined faith and what our faith has to do with God's divine persuasion. I am returning to it today because understanding this marks spiritual growth and understanding why God, why his son Jesus and the apostles tell us to return to God's word, to pray without ceasing, to love unconditionally. So in review, Here's how I define it. Then I will take it further down my spiritual road. Isn't that what growing in my witness is all about? According to Strong's Concordance, faith, pistis, is always a gift from God and never something that can be produced by people. In short, pistis for the believer is defined as God's divine persuasion. It is distinct from human belief, confidence, yet involving it. The Lord continuously births faith in the yielded believer so they can know what he prefers, i.e. the persuasion of his will. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Grace is a gift from God through faith, God's divine persuasion of our hearts. We do not save ourselves, and we do not persuade ourselves, and when we try, we fail. I see belief and faith consistently used interchangeably. They are not. Belief comes from human capacity, as having confidence that something is true, and we often characterize faith as something we do for ourselves. Have faith as if it is something we have. Keep the faith as if it is something we keep. Strengthen your faith as if it is something we ninja our way to the buzzer. Mental affirmation is something I have the power to do. I believe in God. I believe in His Son, the crucifixion and resurrection. I believe in the Holy Spirit. But the knowing, the conviction, the persuasion of the heart is not of human origin. If left to self-persuasion about the power of God's divine love, we lose the debate. If left to God, we gain the conviction of the heart to motivate us to definitive action. Persuasion is God's power play, not ours. So what is the consequence of that? We bear witness. This happens by God continually birthing faith in the yielded believer. Romans 12.3 says, 
For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Another translation says, by the measure of faith God has distributed to each of you. If we make the choice to believe in his son, that he saved us, God will provide the conviction of the heart to live out our witness. This is a critical distinction I need to make between God and me. If I try to own the things of the Spirit, attain those things by my own human nature, I will continue to fail. I need to know what faith is and isn't, who has the power and who doesn't. When we know faith as his divine persuasion, we continue to look to his nature for direction, wisdom, inspiration. In Peter 1.5, he said, Who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Faith unleashes God's miraculous power in the life of the believer. God is the giver of faith. God sent his son. As Hebrews 12.2 says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Our witness illuminates our faith. It is how we represent God's divine persuasion to each other. It is when we act in response to his persuasion. I outlined a personal affirmation in episode one that my faith is solely defined by his divine persuasion in my life. It is as strong, deep, and wide as the divine revelation of him in my actions. He is the only source. This brings me to now and my experience in speaking to others about what faith is. Faith for the believer is a convicted heart, with God convicting us through the Holy Spirit. It is highly personal. I say that all the time. Faith is God abiding in us, and our witness is the evidence of his presence in our lives. So what is the evidence in my life, say, within the past week? It's personal, so I will spare some details, but I hope by doing this it will give you some cues so you can consider evidence in your own life. Not a panoramic view, no. Get into the daily grunge of it, being a human in God's world, his human. This should not have been as hard to do as it was, but if I don't shore up my awareness of God's presence and how I turn it towards others through my witness, isn't my life an empty hope salad that his divine persuasion about whose I am and how I should act defines my actions, that my actions represent better yet exemplify my faith? So I reviewed the last seven days to name examples of how God persuaded me. And I'm going to share them with you. Number one, God persuaded me to obedience. Working on a church project, feeling the weight of it. Obedience, which is what I'm answering to by being involved in it, is liberating, I think. Just do what God shows you to do. It is enough, even in the middle of it, when the sun feels hot and too many miles left in the race. God persuaded me about the simple power of obedience, that doing that is in and of itself complete. Number two, God persuaded me to deliver on and rest in provision. This was about making efficient choices about the food my husband and I would prepare for the lifeguard dinner our church provides every month. Typically, baking brings a certain amount of competitiveness to the surface for me, but God calmed my ambitious nature. I needed nothing. Just follow through and enjoy the bountiful riches of being a provider like God. Not just on my own, but being a joint provider with my husband, working together but separately in the kitchen. Resting in provision is a beautiful state of mind, nothing more. Number three, 
God persuaded me to trust. God's assurance in the middle of an anxious 13 days that ended last Thursday, knowing my son was crossing the Pacific Ocean, somehow feeling so far away yet never so close to him as then. Number four, God persuaded me to remain calm, positive, and patient. During the message at our Sunday service, one statement upset me, angered me, felt like an untruth, and very personal. It threw me spiritually and emotionally for a few hours. I got a headache and felt physically ill. God calmed me and has given me the patience to follow up on my concern in His timing, not mine. Number five, God persuaded me to reach out via a text exchange with my neighbor. God is a master at creating the shortest, most meaningful connections that go a long way. Social media has nothing over my God. Number six, God persuaded me to be honest. Cleaning last week at the church, I accidentally messed up an activity in a classroom and I was horrified. It happened in a second and there was no recourse. I immediately told a friend in my connect group who works with the children's programs. She was so reassuring and kind. Honesty dissipates anxiety. Number seven, God persuaded me to ask for help. I made a connection with another church acquaintance, encouraged by her quick response for my request. She was efficient, helpful, supportive. Number eight, God persuaded me to patience. I had a conversation with my husband about our car. He has worked on it nonstop when not working, trying to find the problem. He's very good with cars. He said, I will try this and this, then I will see what I need to learn, what my lesson is from there. He was talking with the assurance that God would guide him and solve it given time patient that persuaded me to patience to align with him and god number 9 god persuaded me to stay in god's moment i helped serve communion to my connect group last week when administering it it is hard to stay in the moment yet god set the pace number 10 god persuaded me to support a friendship i made a commitment to spend time with a friend in september Take lunch, she's working from home, and just chat for 30 minutes, just to make the connection. Number 11, God persuaded me to trust in a conversation. I connected with a young mother for the project I'm working on in the church and trusted in God's presence in the conversation. It was beautiful. Number 12, God persuaded me to say his name. I had a conversation with another neighbor to tell him it is not about so many religions and gods, which was his concern that it is just one God and it is between Him and you. And I felt peace at saying God's name and spiritually confident that if not me, who? How else are we gonna witness? Who else is gonna do it? No fear. And number 13, God persuaded me to revisit confusion. I had a conversation with a friend to straighten out confusion. I'm not done with that. The prompting continues from God but I see him closing the loop. Don't you see, human, that when we align with loving God more than anything else, he takes hold. I'm returning to what faith is today, frankly, because I encounter a lot of people who have not done the work to understand what faith actually means and to grow in my understanding about why God, why his son Jesus, and the apostles tell us to return to God's word, to pray without ceasing, to love unconditionally because He is convicting me through His Word, through my prayer to Him, through loving unconditionally. 
which means loving when I don't feel like it. That doing this draws me close enough to hear His voice. God's persuasion happens through the Holy Spirit, and my free will cannot be playing any other song to hear it. The Holy Spirit. I do not yet have a spiritual grasp on what this means. Episode 45. His grace. My gratitude. See you on the buoy. Thanks for listening today. I encourage you to speak up, human. If buoy brings value to you, take a moment to share it with someone. Write a quick review so we reach more seekers. Comment, ask questions. You can find me at KatherineBice.com and Bowie Catherine B on Instagram. Bowie is a life in deeper water podcast.